Tonight, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau was briefly caught on mic, gossiping with Emmanuel Macron about all the time President Trump spent answering reporters' questions yesterday. Mr. Trump was asked for his reaction today. Well, he's too fast. The president said his Canadian counterpart is bitter about pressure Mr. Trump has applied to have him spend more of his country's economy on defense. I called him out on the fact that he's not paying 2%, and I guess he's not very happy about it. Stephen Portnoy, CBS News, London. Back in the U.S., the impeachment inquiry enters a historic new phase this morning. CBS's Bill Rakoff. The House Judiciary Committee will hear from four constitutional law scholars about the impeachment process. Under the rules, the committee is responsible for pursuing actual articles of impeachment if warranted. If those articles are adopted by the committee, then the full House would vote on whether to impeach the president on the charges. One of those scholars, the only one selected by Republicans, is CBS News legal analyst Jonathan Turley. The Pope has accepted the resignation of New York Bishop Richard Malone. He's accused of covering up clergy sex abuse in his diocese for years. Father Paul Seil at St. Bernadette Church near Buffalo. What I'd just like to see is for us to take a breath, have a moment of peace entering into the through this Advent and into the Christmas season and start rebuilding in a very careful and very measured way. A new report from the Global Carbon Project shows levels of CO2 emissions are still rising and contributing to climate change. Stanford scientist Rob Jackson. Although our per capita emissions are coming down, and that's good news, they're still far higher than most other countries in the world. The fountain of youth may be regular exercise. CBS's Vicki Barker is live with details on some new research. Older men who've been athletes all their lives have the muscle cells of a 25-year-old, and they weather the inflammatory damage associated with aging and disease much better than their couch potato peers. The Ball State University researchers also found evidence that older men who've been sedentary their whole lives will find it much harder to turn back their biological clocks, but they say it's never too late to start exercising. A study on women coming soon. Deborah? If french fries are your vice, fear not. The president of the Idaho Potato Commission is poo-pooing reports of an imminent shortage because of an early freeze on potato farms in the U.S. and Canada. He tells the New York Times producers will find a way around a weak harvest. This is CBS News. Behind every moment shared with the ones you love is a plan that helped make it happen. Learn more or find an advisor at MassMutual.com. Honey, I just switched the family to Boost Mobile and we got so much more. Awesome. Like what? We got four free phones for the whole family. Four lines for just $25 per line per month with unlimited gigs. I smashed up the car a bit. And they have a super reliable, super fast nationwide network. Whoa, four free... Wait, back up. Did you just say you... Four free phones? Yep. No, no. Something about the car? Oh, you mean Boost super reliable, super fast network. Before that, the car smashing thing... What the smashing deal we got? Four lines for just $25 per line per month? No. Between the four lines for $25 per line per month and the unlimited gigs part, you said I smashed up the car a bit. I did. It's completely smashed. We need a new vehicle. But four free phones. Boost Mobile, the switch that gives you more. Limited time offer while supplies last. Offer applies to Samsung Galaxy A20. Requires one port from eligible carrier and activation. One free device per line. Includes mobile optimized data. Additional terms and restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere. See BoostMobile.com or retailer for full details. New numbers show people are buying guns like never before. So far this year, more than 25 million background checks have been conducted, numbers generally seen as a reliable indicator of gun sales. With less than a month to go, that pace is on track to break the record set three years ago. 
According to the gun industry, the numbers for the National Instant Criminal Background Check System mirror the Second Amendment politics of the race for the White House. The industry sees the trend as a rush to buy weapons as all of the Democratic presidential candidates call for tougher restrictions on access to firearms. Gary Nunn, CBS News. Time for wine lovers to hightail it to Aldi's to uncork the holidays. The German discount chain starts selling its advent calendars today. Each one includes seven mini bottles of bubbly, including imported Brut Rosé, Cava, Prosecco, and Chardonnay. 25 bucks a pop. The advents are always a sellout, and they're never restocked. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Did you know that the IRS is getting more aggressive these days and they're using private collection agencies to track you down? Don't wait. If you owe more than $10,000, then you need to take action. Take advantage of the Fresh Start Initiative, a program in place that can help you now. If you qualify, you can save thousands. Call about the government program designed to help you and call Oxford Tax, the Fresh Start experts. If you qualify, they will stop the IRS collection agencies from coming after you within 24 hours. Oxford Tax has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and will fight to get you the best deal possible. Get the break you deserve and call about the Fresh Start Initiative or even a settlement now. Call Oxford Tax now at 800-575-1919. Hurry or it will just get worse. Let Oxford Tax stop the IRS from targeting you within 24 hours. Call our helpline now at 800-575-1919. That's 800-575-1919. It's important that you take action before programs change. Call Oxford Tax at 800-575-1919. 800-575-1919. At Athens Cell Phone and Electronics Repair, we repair all brands of cell phones, tablets, and computers, including iPhones and Samsung devices. Whether it's a screen or battery replacement, logic board repairs, or charge ports, Athens Cell Phone and Electronics can fix it all. Why spend a bunch of money on a new device? With over 40 years of electronic experience, we'll repair your device for a fraction of the cost. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., and Saturdays from 8 a.m. to noon. Stop in and see us at Richland Avenue between Taco John's and McAfee's. Give us a call for a free estimate at 740-590-1677. You're invited to be a part of the greatest weekend in high school football, the OHSAA State Championships in Canton, Ohio. Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium hosts all seven title games, December 5th, 6th, and 7th. Make it a weekend to remember with the state finals and the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Log on to the football page at OHSAA.org for information on the playoffs, championship games, and tickets. Don't miss your chance to be a part of history. Alpine Heating and Cooling is a local, veteran-owned HVAC contractor providing you comfort with their best guaranteed prices, 24-7 emergency service, 10-year warranties on new systems, and free estimates. Alpine, with a Y, uses quality products from top brands like Ream and LG. Call them at 740-591-2777 or email bill at alpinehvac.com. Alpine Heating and Cooling, helping you stay cool and drop it like it's hot. When the pimp's in the crib, ma, drop it like it's hot, drop it like it's hot. Hi, I'm Kim. And this is Ruth. Please join us every Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. It's the Kim and Ruth Show. Well, it's really not, it's the, not Kim the Kim and Ruth Show. Show. It's really... <laughs> Tune in to Make It Happen with Kim and Ruth every Wednesday morning at 10.06. And we'll spend time talking about health and wellness topics and all aspects of healthy living. But we know that you're the real expert in your health, so let us help you make it happen. Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. 
The Bobcats will always be ready for game day, but will you? Join Lucas Moore for the Bobcat Insider every Bobcat game day, an hour and a half before kickoff, for news, analysis, and opinions. The Bobcat Insider, on the flagship station of the Ohio Bobcats, Power 105. Wednesday. Hungry? Larry's Doghouse on West Union Street has corn dogs and regular sized hot dogs for just 99 cents each. Mmm, Larry's. Weenie Wednesday. overcast again and not quite as gloomy as yesterday but it's chilly outside we got a free-for-all this morning that's your opportunity to pick up your telephones and join us in a wide variety wide variety of discussion topics Whether you have a comment to make, an opinion to share, a question to ask, or a solution to offer. Get it said, you'll feel a mite bit better. Good morning, WETH, the Party Line program uh, on 97.1 FM and 970 AM. We just, in short, say the 97s, right? All right, good morning. Um, let's see, today is the fourth day of December. Weren't we just talking about fall sports? I swear. And here it is, December 4th. And we're still talking about fall sports, of course, in the sense that, uh, well, we've got plenty of football still in action. And, uh, but we're into basketball now. In fact, Ohio plays tonight. So, um, let's see here. 7 o'clock game tonight, right? I believe so, yes. And um, is it um, Rio Grande? I think so, yeah. I'm going to verify that here in just a second. And, um, of course, the women's basketball program, they're in action, too. And... um, we could talk about Ohio State. We could talk about uh, LSU. Uh, whatever. It's just kind of an exciting time of the year for Athens because of this connection with the wonderful Burroughs family. Yes. And, um, and you know, it, it's odd. I've been looking around. I thought, well, I wouldn't mind getting an LSU shirt, you know. Uh, or something to display uh, our connection. And I just haven't found anything that really trips my trigger. But I'm, 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 I've not given up. I'm, I'm determined to get uh, something in purple and uh, yellow. Well, that that's good because you're probably only going to have maybe one. One or two, two more instances left, yeah. to wear it. Yes. Yeah, maybe three. Yeah, but I'm, Counting you know, Saturday. Even after that, we'll be proud of it. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Sure. Well, I've, I've had some folks ask me about game time this Saturday for the LSU-Georgia SEC championship game. It's at 4 o'clock 
this Saturday because mm-hmm. uh, Ohio State plays in the Big Ten Championship Saturday as well. Now they're facing Wisconsin? Correct. Yes, and that game is uh, kicking off at 8 o'clock. So the LSU game will be televised on CBS, the regular CBS channel, and the Ohio State game will be uh, televised on the regular Fox channel, which is either Channel 8 out of Columbus or 11 out of the Charleston-Huntington broadcast area. So let me get this right. We've got um, LSU at 4. On Fox. And Ohio State at 8. Yes. On Fox. Excuse uh, me, LSU is on CBS. CBS. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, I said it's all right. It's yeah. All right. CBS yeah. for LSU and Fox for Ohio State. Okay. Well, both are channels easy to get. Yes. For most people. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, go Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's yeah, he, yeah. He, he's no he grumbles more. Yes, he does. He grovels. Grovels. That's <laughs> anyway, yeah. December fourth. It is uh, the three hundred and thirty eighth year, but or day of this year. But who's counting, right? Uh, Twenty seven days remain. Um, all sorts of things we can talk about this morning. We'll we'll do the normal intro stuff. Our highlight in history, we go back to 1978, when on this date of December 4th, San Francisco got its first female mayor as city supervisor Diane Feinstein, right? Was named to replace the assassinated George Moscone. Um, let's see here. Our thought for the day, Ogden Nash. Now, just, uh, I, I, you know, I'm not an avid reader or an avid knowledge uh, about authors and things like that, but I, I did know and like Ogden Nash. I mean, I didn't know him personally, but I mean, I, I knew of him. American humorist and poet, his years of life, 1902 to 1972. Let's see what he had to say. I have a feeling we'll chuckle afterwards. People who have what they want are fond of telling people who haven't what they want they really don't want it. (laughs) That is a good one, yes. I like it. Okay. Uh, I did leave out one word that was critical, but most people um, caught on to it anyway. People who have what they want are fond of telling people who haven't what they want that they really don't want it. <laughs> uh, I think um, I think that one's got to go on my wall. That's a good one. So, uh, help me remind remind me on this right. uh, when the show's over. All right. Here's Birthdays. A, here's a couple more of his, by the way, if you want them real quick. Candy is dandy, but liquor is quicker. I've heard that. And a door is what a dog is perpetually on the wrong side of. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, boy, he had a bunch. There, this is a good one, too. To, to keep your marriage brimming with love in the loving cup... Whenever you're wrong, admit it. Whenever you're right, shut up. Mm. <laughs> yeah, 
you know, you know, even the the, the best marriages uh, still have uh, occasional conversations, you might call it, about um, or, or slight differences of 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 um, opinion, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it'd probably be pretty dull if everybody thought the same way. Yeah. So anyway. Um, and even relationships have it, not just, you know, marriages, but. Well, yeah. Kind of like goes okay. hand in hand, you know. So this. Um, so do that one again. To keep your marriage brimming with love in the loving cup. Mm-hmm. Whenever you're wrong, admit it. Whenever you're right, shut up. <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> I dig it. Don't rub it in, is what he's saying. <laughs> right. And boy, don't we all want to. Oh, sometimes, yeah. yeah but. Okay, so let's see here. Wink Martindale is uh, 86. Think of that. He always had a young-looking face regardless of his age. I haven't seen him in years, of course, though. But um, uh, that that factoid was pointed out to me when I walked in the building today by uh, the Dave machine who is full of facts and and things like that. And I'll bet he knew it before this report was reported or printed. Freddie Cannon, pop singer, 83. Freddie Boom Boom Cannon. Gemma Jones, 77, actress. Uh, Chris Hillman, singer and musician, 75. Um, actor Jeff Bridges is 70. Somehow or other, I would have guessed he was a year or two older than that. So that's one that goes the other direction. Anyway, uh, let's see here. Uh, Patricia Wedding, um, an actress, 68. Actor Tony Todd, 65. Jazz singer Cassandra Wilson, 64. She's good. But you folks know how I like jazz. Um, <laughs> Marissa Tomei, the uh, actress, 55. Actress Chelsea Noble, 55. Fred Armisen, another actor, also sort of a comedian, um, 53. Rapper Jay-Z. We don't mention rappers too often, but some of the more famous ones that we've heard of and probably have heard some of their works, too, uh, as as is the case with this fellow actor, uh, rather, rapper Jay-Z is 50 today. Tyra Banks, 46. Youngest person listed is an actress, they say, Scarlett Estevez. She's in a TV program entitled Lucifer, and she's a whopping 12 years of age. My goodness. Well... We can set that report aside. Although I need that one saying. Okay. 
Let's see. How about other things that occurred on this date? Once again, it's December 4th. In 1534, the Ottoman Sultan Suleiman, the Magnificent, occupies Baghdad. 1563, the Council of Trent holds its last session after 18 years. Last ecumenical council for more than 300 years. Huh. wonder why they waited so long. <laughs> 1619, 38 columnists, columnists, not column, not writers, but Settlers, you might say, from Berkeley Parish, England, disembark in Virginia and give thanks to God. Uh, considered by many that to be the first Thanksgiving in America. Once again, the year 1619. On this date in 1791, Britain's observer which was their oldest Sunday newspaper, well, I was about to say in Britain, but mercy, in the world. Mm, yes. <clears throat> uh, was first published. Hmm. Okay, so here's... Um, practice I guess I was unaware of. In 1829, Britain outlaws, I think it's Sultee, S-U-L-T-E-E, in India, which at the time it had a lot of control over. What is Sultee? It is the, the widow burning herself to death on her husband's funeral pyre. Mercy. Well, anyway, those are uh, some things that happen on this date. may come across some more as we get further along. Uh, but December 4th, what is it? You know how we tell you. And, and, uh, Scott already gave you a hint earlier. <laughs> it's National Cookie Day. Now, we're fortunate. We, we have, among our 38 staffers here, we have people that live all around. we got some that commute from Lancaster, Logan, uh, MacArthur, I mean, you know, they, they love working here, and and so they drive a few distances. Well, you know, each community tends to have some special places, mm -hmm. and I'm talking like, oh, like, um, well, Billy O. Billy brought down donuts yesterday from a, a, a one-family donut shop in Lancaster. And he might do it once a week. 
you know, and and I mean, I like donuts from any place, probably, but they there are uniquenesses, even though they're all the same shape and they have frosting and you know what I mean. Um, certainly different flavors and all of that, but um, <clears throat> it, it doesn't mean that this donut is better than one we find down on. Richland Avenue, but it is different. And I like them both. So it's fun to experiment with these things people bring in uh, to put on the counter to share. So National Cookie Day. Okay, well, there's all kinds of cookies. And uh, Mercy, in Athens, we have a number of choices, and they're all really quite good. Oh, yes, they are. Even even like the uh, the ones out of a well, what do I want to say? Like Kroger's Bakery. Or, um, well, you get the point. Yeah. Is there such a thing as a bad cookie? I'm not sure. I, I doubt it. <laughs> okay, National Dice Day. So they're talking about the thing with six sides, and you roll it, and you roll your dice, right? Yeah, see, see what comes up. See what comes up numbers. It's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. And National Package Protection Day. There was a feature going on uh, one of the networks this morning. I assume it's NBC. Uh, how, you know, there are so many more deliveries taking place. What with the Internet, you know, you shop online, and whether it's Amazon or what have you. Um, it's shipped to you. And then various different delivery companies, you know, UPS, FedEx, whatever, uh, the Postal Service, they have trucks that take these things out seven days a week and are delivering them. And um, so now we have this new or more, more pervasive phenomena of porch robbers. Oh, yes. It's disgusting. And, uh, you know, they don't know what's in that package, and yet they create havoc for someone else, and uh, I wonder what percentage of stuff they get is something they can actually find a purpose for themselves. No. So what if some guy steals a box full of lingerie? You know what I mean? Yeah, or a, a baby chair for a car. Yeah, well, I guess you could find a market for baby chairs. Yeah, but well, you know, just throwing that out there. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever it may be. But be on the lookout for those folks. If you see something like that, yeah. you know, please don't hesitate to report it. And then you've got... Um, now, of course, more security systems. I have a couple neighbors who have really gone over the top with that. Um, but, I mean, I get it. If they're worried, they should. this helps them become less so. Sure. But, uh, you know, this guy can look at his watch and do something and turn on any different light bulb in his house. Right. Um, so... Um, he has cameras. Uh, if any window is 
uh, opened or a door opened, he gets a notice. Now, that would just drive me crazy. <laughs> because, uh, I don't know, it just would. But uh, then, then you have cameras, you know, and, and they were encouraging in this story this morning people considering having a camera at their, you know, where their packages would be delivered, which is typically your front door. I see a lot of news footage on that. Uh, folks that have submitted footage of their homes that, uh, you know, porch robbers walked up, just helped themselves. Took mm-hmm. off, and some of them even actually looked up into the camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, well, the cameras are. Some of them are obvious. Yeah, you know, and, and, and some of us are, and some are very. Um, what was the word you just used? Conspicuous. Or okay. Inconspicuous. Inconspicuous. Thing. Yeah. Um, like your doorbell itself doesn't look anything like a camera, but it can be a camera. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think if it were me, I would want it to be conspicuous that in that situation, right? That, that they could see it, yeah. Which might just uh, scare the hell out of them and it might make them run. Might right? deter them, yes, yeah. indeed. Deter them, that's a better yeah, Even if, uh, you know, it wasn't hooked up to something, if you still it's wanted a fake to camera. Yeah, mount it somewhere. Well, anyway. But, you know, again, you can't be too careful, especially, you know, when they, the holiday season, when this is going to happen, you know, deliveries are made. Um, I've, I've seen so many Amazon Prime trucks going through this area recently. Mm-hmm. I mean, the 18-wheelers. Well, they, they put in uh, this huge center. Oh, yeah. In central Ohio. Yep. <clears throat> and they're putting in a second one. So uh, we... Are uh, one of the one of their major distribution points. Okay, let's move on. Uh, although all right. it's all kind of related, um, I have the report from a week ago. The Thanksgiving, um, what would you call it? Well, the Thanksgiving holiday report, and this is from our Ohio State Highway Patrol. Um, now, so it takes in really the weekend. So I'm just going to read it to you. Um, let's see here. According to provisional statistics, 15 people were killed on Ohio's roadways last weekend, Thanksgiving holiday weekend which consisted of a five-day reporting period starting Wednesday and ending Sunday. The 15 fatalities occurred during 13 crashes. Now, a year ago for the same period, seven died. So we just slightly doubled it. Not a good thing. No. Going on. Of the 15 killed, two were pedestrians. Two were not wearing a seatbelt. 
and two involved impaired driving. Okay, now by impaired driving, I'm going to make the assumption that they were under the influence of something, right? Let's, let's go on and see if it yeah. says. This is a quote from Colonel Fambro, who is the um, our state patrol's superintendent. The lack of safety belt usage remains a significant problem. Wearing a safety belt remains the single most important thing you can do to protect yourself, your family, and your friends from being severely hurt or killed in a crash. More information. Troopers arrested 389 people for operating a vehicle while impaired and 172 for drugs. Okay, 389, they're saying that's the impaired group. So I'm going to assume they're saying alcohol. And an additional 172 for drugs. Troopers also issued 1,002, (coughs) excuse me, Just a minute here. They made my my coffee. Okay. Troopers also issued 1,002 safety belt and 89 distracted driving violations. Of course, that means someone using their cell phone when they shouldn't be. Distracted driving. Throughout the holiday period, troopers also assisted one. I'm sorry, 2,518 motorists. Now, assisted could mean a flat tire, it could mean out of gas, it could mean any number of things where they were simply being helpful. So, those are the stats. And, uh, by the way, if you go to the State Patrol's... uh, what is it, uh, statepatrol.ohio.gov website. Now uh, you can compare a variety of years in this manner. So I've had that for a couple days, but today was the first chance we had to, uh, to really bring it out. Um, came across a study this morning of um, elder... Abuse protections. So this is Wallet Hub. I did not bring in the full report. I brought in their summary. So uh, bear with me just for a moment here. Um, it goes like this. With the share of U.S. adults aged 65 and older expected to be 1 in 5 by the year 2030, and as many as 13 out of 14 elder abuse cases going unreported, Wallet Hub today released its report on 2019's states with the best elder abuse protections, as well as other information, right? Okay. 
Now, I just want to think about that for a minute. I, I turned 70 um, nine days ago, I think. Yeah. Um, so they're saying one out of five is 65 years of age or older. Okay, I, I I have to process that calculation a little bit, but I can't do it live on the air. Okay, let's move on. So, um, to determine which states fight the hardest against elder abuse, Wallet Hub compared the 50 states and the District of Columbia across 16 key metrics. Examples might include um, the share of Delta abuse, gross neglect, exploitation complaints, uh, as well as to the presence of financial elder abuse laws. Okay, now let me just tell you that um, in terms of best and worst Ohio is not listed. So it's more in the average category. And um, maybe I will print this full report to zero down on us a little bit more. But the states with the best. Okay. Um, North, uh, I'm sorry. West Virginia comes in 10th in the best category. I mention them because we're very close to them, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but going on down. Tied for 8th, Louisiana and North Carolina. 7th, Pennsylvania. 6th, Vermont. 5th, Iowa. 4th, Michigan. 3rd, Rhode Island. Second, Wisconsin, and coming in first place, Massachusetts. Now, what about the worst? So, let's see. Um, Tenth from the end would be Arkansas, followed by Arizona, each of these now getting just a bit worse, Tennessee, Nebraska, South Dakota, Nevada, Montana, coming in 49th, get this, California, Hmm. 50th, South Carolina, and 51st. New Jersey. Now, why are there 51? Once again, they add the the um, uh, District of Columbia. Okay. Well, some key stats we'll bring out here on this Wednesday free-for-all. Uh, Alaska has the highest total long-term care ombudsman program funding per resident age 65 and older. 
$9.84, which is 14 point times higher than in Florida, Alaska. The state with the lowest is Florida, 66 cents. Highest total long-range care ombudsman program funding. have to think what that means. Anyway, that's one of their metrics. Another one. The District of Columbia has the most certified volunteer ombudsman for 100,000 residents aged 65 or older. And they have 70 such ombudsmen. And they go on, whereas Alabama, Montana, Mississippi, South Dakota, West Virginia, and Wyoming are among the states that have none. No ombudsmen. Arizona, Pennsylvania, and Texas have among the most frequently assisted living most frequent assisted living facility inspections, which are once a year, which is five times more frequent than what is done in California, the state with the least frequent once every five years inspections. Hawaii has the highest nursing home quality. Um, Here they have in parenthesis, share of certified nursing home beds rated four or five stars. So Hawaii has the highest nursing home quality at 67.9%, which is 2.3 times higher than Texas. Texas has the lowest. Well, if you want to view the full report, and I may bring it in here in the next few days also, but uh, wallethub.com. And there's just all these reports that I find so interesting uh, available there. And they're constantly being updated. Well, let's turn our attention to the news, finally. It's um, 17 minutes before the top of the hour. Um, The impeachment hearings continue. Um, Kamala Harris, from uh, Senator from what? California, right? Yes. Uh, Had been a presidential candidate. She withdrew yesterday, saying basically, you know, she doesn't have the support structure financially uh, to continue on. I will simply say I was very impressed with her. Yes, she was. Is. And, um... But this is, uh, frankly, uh, these elections do have so much to do with money. 
having a complete and thorough and successful campaign requires bucks. Lots of them. There is, um, there are restrictions on how those dollars can be come about. Um, they can't be from corporations. Um, now, let me take that back. There, there are political action committees, okay? Corporations may make contributions to PACs. Political Action Committees. But Political Action Committees don't just support a candidate. They support all manner of things. But I I did hear that, uh, you know, we've had two newer candidates come uh, surface. Both of them are what we'll call well-heeled, right? They got money. Their businesses have money. Um, you know, they can't just throw their business behind them to support their candidacy. Their business could support them in some fashion through a PAC again, but not Anyway, it's complicated. Mm-hmm. I've been through it. I remember my dad wrote a letter once in my behalf to different people he knew in Athens when I was running for city council. And he said, you know, if you'd look, care to support Dave's campaign, uh, please use the enclosed envelope. Well, he just used some old envelopes he had lying around, right? And they said the Fred A. Palmer Company. And uh, I, I think it also said no postage necessary if mailed. In other words, the receiver would pay the postage. Mm-hmm. Well, the, um, the party I was not uh, affiliated with uh, raised all sorts of grief about that, saying that was a corporate contribution. And uh, that's a felony, and so on and so forth. And he was, the company hadn't existed since 1964. He was just using up some old envelopes. (laughs) Anyway, the point is, um, there are laws, and they need to be followed. Okay, let's see here. And climate uh, climate change. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a news item periodically, and it's in it again today. So let's see what each of these come down to. Um, by the way, the NATO meeting uh, over in Europe. Um, kind of an odd stuff going on over there with... Uh, Well, I guess there was a hidden microphone. Not hidden, but a microphone that 
they had not turned off, that should have been turned off, during a cocktail party. And several of the other world leaders were standing around and talking about our president. And they did it in a jovial way. Maybe even mocking him a bit. And uh, so this morning that that clip was being shown on television. I could not really make it out. I couldn't either. But uh, they were trying uh, um, to, to demonstrate that the world leaders are, they don't know what to make of our president. Basically. Well, the Canadian Prime Minister had some comments that were not well received. Well received by well, I think, us? Yeah, by meaning the, America, mm-hmm. or are you talking about I think by other the, countries? By the president. Oh, I see. Uh, he thinks that uh, Trudeau was upset that the uh, President Trump wants Canada to spend more on uh, defense, on defense spending, worldwide defense spending, because uh, they're apparently falling way short of what the president has asked world leaders to contribute more toward toward, uh, global defense spending. And uh, Canada is not even spending 2% of its GDP on defense. Okay, so um, you you, you use the... um Comparison of items. Uh, what percentage of our GDP is spent in that sort of thing? Oh, my. I think it's, uh, I want to say around 20, 25%. Okay. Something like that. I can see what I can find here. Well, just, you know, if we're going to say Canada sure. is at 2%, it would be interesting to know what what we are. Um, I guess there's a United Nations annual climate conference that uh, wound down here recently. And they are um, far more concerned than they've been in recent years. They had a spell here back a while, 5, 10, 15 years ago maybe two spells of um, concern, but now they have a new one and maybe even a more serious one about is, you know, how is our climate going to be affected? And um, to be perfectly honest, my printer is running out of ink and I just can't quite read all of this, so i got to put a new ink thing in today. But um, it is a big story going on as we speak. Okay, gross domestic product. Yeah, I, I was a little bit uh, inflated there on the percentage okay. of the U.S. U.S. spends around four percent, uh, uh, a little yeah. bit at four, a little bit more. While many countries uh, are right around one uh, percent or even less. Okay. Now, but first that, of all, you have to consider. You know, 
the what is the GDP? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so Canada's GDP, GDP, again, gross domestic product, would be severely less than the U.S.'s. Yeah, that's why they use a percentage. But 2% of nothing versus 4% of a huge figure. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, apparently this was agreed to uh, in the 2014 summit in Wales that each NATO member would still be at, uh, were expected to contribute at least 2%. I see. Well. um, Apparently only five of the... uh, NATO countries have reached the 2%, at least 2%. Estonia, Greece, Poland, uh, the United Kingdom, and the United States. U.S. defense expenditure in 2017 came to just under $686 billion. Nearly 4% of the GDP. Well, the morning briefing from the New York Times, I think we've covered the hot topics. Yeah. Let me let me uh, bring up a topic that Scott, I'm sure you've given a little thought to. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> Let's see here. Um, National Cookie Day, yes. Make mine chocolate. No, no, chip. no, 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 no. <laughs> so there has been um, mention that started surfacing a month ago about collegiate athletes receiving pay. Oh, yeah. And um, uh, what's your take on that? Well, um, I, I think as I mentioned before, uh, both perspectives, uh, coming from a student athlete's perspective, you know that it, I think it's a great thing to allow these student athletes to do this because a lot of them they they're prohibited from working, you know, additional jobs as they're getting a full ride. You know, full tuition scholarship, room board, tuition, books, meals, things like that. Uh, but, you know, they're not compensated for incidentals a lot of times. You know, traveling, uh, and, and a lot of students aren't. I mean, here's the fine line that you have with that. That Do you, do you give a student athlete a full ride, you know, a free ride, and, and then give them additional meals and incidental money on top of that, which they do get when they go on road trips? All right, they get meal money for those things, but they're required. When I say they, universities and colleges are required to do that uh, because if they're if they're traveling on quote unquote university business, they're required to provide their meals if they're on university status, university business. You know, whereas uh, when they're on campus here, you know that's taken care of with the meals and those. However, you know, do you do you do it across the board with every student? I mean, that that's, it gets expensive, you know. Other students say, well, I don't get a full ride, and I still don't get, you know, meal money or things like that. But based on what they're doing for university, you know, these student-athletes can say, we're generating millions for this university by doing what we do on national TV, playing in bowl games, playing in March Madness, playing in the NCAA baseball tournament. You could name every sport, their championship, whatever it's televised, TV contracts. They generate millions for these universities. So uh, what they're saying is, you know, the student athletes are saying, you know, let's let's divvy up. Let's split the pot. You know, let's share the wealth just a bit. So on the other hand, 
you know, coming from the NCAA's perspective, you know, it upsets the whole business model of college athletes and college athletics in general, you know, but the NCAA doesn't want to lose all that millions of dollars, too, by splitting up and, and, you know, they would essentially have to give colleges and universities more money to do this. So, you know, it's, it's fair and unfair for both sides. There's pros and cons to everything. Now, if not every university is going to do it in the nation, it becomes a, a point of tilting the playing field, so to speak, where let's say they're only doing it in California. If I'm a student athlete, I can go play at USC or UCLA, play football there in warm climates and uh, an area in Los Angeles or Southern California. I can get a free ride. I can get paid to play. And then, you know, if another school, say, you know, the Buckeyes or Michigan, Penn State, whoever it may be, trying to recruit this student athlete, they're going to look at them and say, I don't want to play in the snow and not get paid. I can go to Southern California and have a good time there and get paid to play. So it's going to tilt the recruiting uh, significantly, too, to where it's a lopsided advantage for those schools that will allow this pay-to-play activity to happen. So there's pros and cons to both of it. However, I see it going nationwide eventually because of that, that every school is going to be allowed to do it eventually. And I think some of these, for the state of California, I think that uh, legislation is going to go into effect next year where they are going to allow that pay-to-play. So, you know, it's a matter of time until it happens. you like it or not? Yes, no. Um Again, there's pros and cons to it from a student-athlete side. Yeah, I like it. From, you know, the business side, you know, it's not going to be an easy thing to administer. I don't like it. So, you know, it, it defeats the amateurism I, I, I of I think it, it changes the... The, um, the amateurism. Well, I, I just think some school that's uh, not known uh, particularly for that sort of thing can suddenly create a, a, a powerhouse. Sure, absolutely. So, well, I, you know, again, it needs to be across the board if they're going to do it or not, one or the other. Well, on that note. <laughs> Go Tigers. Weather-wise, they say 45 are high today, 29 tonight. Uh, We'll do this uh, free-for-all thing all over again tomorrow. And don't forget, Rio Grande at the combo against the Ohio University men's team tonight, 7 o'clock. Service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-M.
Athens. This is CBS News on the Hour, your home for original reporting. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Americans are about to get a lesson on impeachment and what evidence you need to prove a president has violated the oath of office. A hearing is getting underway on Capitol Hill right now. Lawmakers aren't hearing from fact witnesses, instead constitutional law scholars. It follows the House Intelligence Committee's Democratic report detailing the president's alleged wrongdoing. California Democrat Eric Swalwell. The report is powerful, overwhelming evidence. Ohio Republican Mark Meadows. The top five officials in the U.S. government and Ukrainian government say that there was no leverage and no pressure. Steve Dorsey, CBS News, Washington. President Trump is at the NATO summit in London, where he's just made waves by calling Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau two-faced. He's not paying 2%, and he should be paying 2%. It's Canada, they have money. And they should be paying 2%. So I called him out on that, and I'm sure he wasn't happy about it, but that's the way it is. Trudeau and French Prime Minister Emmanuel Macron were videotaped at a reception at Buckingham Palace last night, choking about all the time President Trump spent answering reporters' questions yesterday. He's well short of retirement age, but the Pope has accepted the resignation of New York Bishop Richard Malone. Malone's been widely criticized for allegedly covering up clergy sex abuse in his diocese. Father Paul Sile at St. Bernadette Church near Buffalo. The fact that we will have a new start, that's the best thing that could possibly happen to us. There's more legal trouble for a popular rideshare company. Fourteen women sued Lyft in September alleging sexual assault, including Kim, who says she was attacked in Salt Lake City. I had no clue if something like this could happen, and that list response would be so um, unsupportive. Another 21 women are coming forward today to sue the San Francisco rideshare company. Their attorney calling this an epidemic of sexual assault. Tim Ryan for CBS News, San Francisco. The United Nations says climate change, infectious disease, and war will all lead to dire shortages of food, shelter, and health care soon. The UN's Mark Lowcook. Our projections show that more than 200 million people could be in need of assistance by 2022. That assistance, he says, an extra $29 billion in emergency aid. Toby Keith was right. I'll never smoke weed with Willie again. Willie Nelson says all that pot has done a number on his lungs, so the 86-year-old tells KSAT-TV. I don't smoke anymore. I take better care of myself today than I did then. Nelson smoked for decades, marketed his own strain, and claims he once choked up on the roof of the White House. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. All money managers might seem the same, but while some give their clients cookie-cutter portfolios... Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to your goals and needs. Some only call when they have something to sell. Fisher calls regularly, so you stay informed. And while some advisors are happy to earn commissions whether you do well or not, Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when you do better. In other words, we're on your side. Maybe that's why most of our clients come from other money managers. So if you're in or nearing retirement, talk with us and find out why investors are switching to 